Hello everyone and welcome to Baby Steps. I am Scott and we'll start off the show. Thank you everyone for listening and all the support. Um, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, we did reach 100 listens. So continuing to move on. I, With the holiday week, I really didn't try to figure out the whole YouTube thing. So that's still a work in progress. But uh, trying to do some things to maybe grow and expand the podcast here. Get some more people to listen. So if you do listen to the show and like it, you know, let other people know. Um, and uh, just just want to get this, my story, my thoughts and everything out there to see if it can help people. It's been an interesting week. Um, I got a lot of things, just some random stuff. Um, but the biggest thing, you know, with Thanksgiving this week, um, I did release a Thanksgiving special. It was very last minute. Um, I put it together, put it out there. So um, I'm probably going to go over a lot of the things I talked about on it now. Um, but this was the first holiday in quite a long time, over 10 years, that I spent alone. And for those of you that, uh, that, uh, you know, sent me messages saying, hey, if I would have known you were alone, I would have invited you over. I certainly do appreciate that. Um, I kind of needed this, though. Um, you know, my work, we got off on Wednesday at, at noon, and then we didn't work Thursday or Friday. So I pretty much have had four days by myself. Well, I did go to church, and I had my, uh, well, yeah, since Wednesday, so I had four days, uh, I went to church today, but, um, it's something that's weird. Something weird happened yesterday. I was sitting here and just out loud, I'm like, you know what? I'm really blessed for being alone these these last few days. And I thought about that for a second. For a while, I felt bad for saying that. And why is that? Because it's like we've we've all been trained to the holidays. You're with family. You're with friends. You're with family. You're just with other people. But how many of those times are more stressful and not what they're supposed to be? I mean, let's just call it what it is. Not every holiday with friends and family are like Hallmark movies. I know I've had my fair share. I, uh, quite honestly, I can probably count the amount of holidays since I've been an adult that were not stressful, didn't involve any sort of fighting or anything like that, probably on one hand. And it was just something that at first I was like, man, being alone on the holidays, it's, it's not going to be fun. But as I got closer to, to Thanksgiving, I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook my food when I want, eat it when I want, do do what I want, and not have to worry about cooking for other people or that sort of thing. Maybe a little bit selfish, but 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 it wasn't bad. I I I never once on Thanksgiving I called and talked to my dad 
I talked to Alexis, but otherwise I never once thought, well, this sucks being alone. I really enjoyed it. <coughs> Excuse me. But again, on Saturday, like, you know what? I'm blessed for being alone. And it's like, is that right? Is that right to feel that way? And then, you know, being alone and loneliness and that sort of thing, those thoughts started to creep in. And it caused a lot of questions. And as I was trying to find answers, it, it caused more questions. And it brings up the whole topic again of why am I alone? Do I need someone? Should I be with someone? Does it matter? And it made me start thinking about a lot of things. Um, but there was a scripture that came out. And I'm going to read a few more later on. But this one really stood out, at least to this. Um, and this one really hit home. Because I've been reading Proverbs. I'm almost done with it. I'll actually finish it tonight before bed. But uh, Proverbs 17.1. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. I know a lot of you can relate. How many times have you had one of those holidays where it's nothing but eating and fighting and that sort of thing? I know someone that went to their, their family you know, for Thanksgiving. And for, for the most part, didn't really have a great time. But yet we're trained our whole life. You got to be a family. Got to be a family. But I, I'm just going to be blunt. Sometimes being with your family sucks. Because there's either fighting or you're worried about what someone's going to say. You're worried if the food's going to be good. You're worried cooking and doing all this and who's going to clean up afterwards. And, and it's worry, worry, worry to the point to where... Is there any real enjoyment out of the fact of, hey, I'm here with family? Well, that's that's great, but... And I'm not saying, and I'm not 100% against being with family. Please, don't take this the wrong way. But it really makes you wonder, especially reading that. And knowing my experiences and other things is just, it makes a lot of sense. A dry crust of bread eating in peace is better than having a house filled with people eating all the food you want, but there's nothing but conflict. But anyway, kind of going back to the whole loneliness thing. So it just started to make me think about my life. And again, if you're listening to this podcast and you're someone that I have dated in the past or have had a relationship in the past, this is nothing personal. This is me going through my process of healing and going through all of this stuff. And to everyone, and quite honestly, going through Celebrate Recovery, I have talked to all of these people and have have made amends and apologized for the way that I've acted and that sort of thing. But, but this is where my thought process is now. 
I've had five major relationships in my life. Two of them marriages, and three of them were just dating. And I started to look, how was my life before I met that person? And again, this is in no way saying my life got worse when I met them. And for the most part, except for right before I met my second wife, my life was somewhat fine. But I always felt the missing piece of my life was someone else. And again, as I looked at it, I'm like, okay, so maybe I forced myself into relationships because I felt that's what I needed to have. That's what I needed to do. And then I looked at each individual relationship and looked at was I actively pursuing a relationship at the time when I met them and how did it turn out? And this is what I found out to be interesting. One of my relations, out of the three that I just dated the person, two of them, I was not actively looking for a relationship. The first one, who is my first girlfriend ever, real girlfriend, I met her at a church. But I wasn't actively looking for someone either. I was just looking for people to hang around with, trying to make friends, trying to make acquaintances, you know, trying to do something. Next girlfriend after her, again, was not actively looking for someone, but one of my coworkers like, hey, I have a friend that's single. Would you be interested? Okay, sure. Next girlfriend after her, actively looking was on dating sites online that's where i met her and then first wife um was actively looking and then second wife was was actively looking so then it goes to how did they end or how was the relationship So I'm going to go with, I'm going to start with the three relationships that I was actively looking for someone at the time. And again, this is not an indictment on anyone that I've been with. In all of those relationships, at some point or another, it became one-sided in either direction. In a relationship, there's two people. It's not just one person's fault. But in the three that I actively looked for someone, a majority of those relationships became one-sided at one point or another. The two that I wasn't actively weren't really like that. So then that brought up an interesting conclusion of, well, I guess that means I probably shouldn't actively try to find someone. And that's where God comes in. Trust in God. 
Very difficult, especially when it comes to this. I have even said this on the podcast where I am now past the point in my mindset, my thinking, my belief that I need to have someone. I don't. Would I like to have someone? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? But it is not a need that I need filled. But yet I'm still actively trying to find someone and... At points, it has gotten me hurt. That's how I ended up in Knoxville. I started dating someone back in Davenport. Was basically told she felt nothing for me. I got got so frustrated and upset, I got into radio. Boom, I'm in Knoxville. I have had other people where it just did not work out. But yet I'm still trying. So I was talking to someone at church today. And, and uh, you know, I said I was in deep in thought. And I kind of told him what I was going through. And I didn't have an answer. During the worship part of the uh, uh, church, God gave me the answer. It's amazing how that has worked with me at church. I've done some of my best thinking and have had some of my best resolutions at church. And it's simple. And again, I'm not someone that's dumb. I'm fairly intelligent. And at some point, I can be highly intelligent. But when it comes to basic concepts, like friendships and relationships, I still do not understand. If you're listening, you know me. Write me an email, comment on Facebook, or talk to me when you see me. And just kind of, I don't, I I don't understand these concepts. But the biggest, the biggest thing that I've been wondering is, why am I alone? And why did God put me in an area like Knoxville? Everybody seems to be married or in a relationship. And I never really got an answer till today. What God told me was is he needed to completely tear down everything. All of my beliefs, all my thoughts, all my desires, all of that needed to be tore down. And I'm still grasping and clutching to a couple of them that need to let go. Including this relationship thing. Because as I said, in my head, I don't need anyone. I would like to have someone, but yet I'm still actively going after someone. Then God said, pretty much when I want you to have someone, you'll have someone. Makes perfect sense. And he said, I put you in this area because I needed to tear everything down to rebuild. But I also put you in this area, put you in this church, and put you around all of these marriages, all these relationships, all of these people. 
so that you can see what it's supposed to look like. So that you have examples of what it's supposed to look like and what it's supposed to be. So if it does happen and you are blessed with someone, you now know what it's all about. Makes total sense. I have gotten away from my... Di- I, was, I was doing good, being pretty disciplined. Reading Proverbs every night, doing this, doing that. And then I just dropped off. I hit a rut. I won't lie, I hit a rut. I got to church at 8.30 today. Our service starts at 10. And I sat there because I hadn't read Proverbs in over a week. So I got myself caught up. (laughs) To the point to where I think I have one or two chapters. And then I start my deep dive study into it. Because that's what I'm also trying to do is. My ultimate journey class I have two weeks left. And then we don't start the second stage until January. So I'll have a whole month or a little bit longer before that second stage starts. And I've already lost life groups on Sunday, so I need to find other things to keep myself occupied because that's what I found out is because I've been sitting around doing nothing. I need to keep myself occupied. I need to keep myself sharp. The cycling stuff's going to help. I slacked off. This was supposed to be my first week of training, and then I realized, well, wait wait a minute. Probably not good to start training on Thanksgiving week. So I start tomorrow. Part of the training program is Monday is supposed to be a complete day off. I'm going to get up at 6, going to do a half-hour, 45-minute fun ride. I need to get back into the swing of things. It threw me off a, f- a few weeks ago when I missed a Wednesday night Bible study. I missed Thursday because I, I got Alexis, And then that week we went to my dad's house for her birthday. And again, not Alexis' fault, not blaming anything. It's just it threw me off of my normal. My, my normal and I'm still not quite... To the point to where I get thrown off my normal and I can snap right back into it. So I've been in a rut for quite a, for a few weeks now. A good two, two and a half weeks. The one consistent though has been this podcast. Being able to talk to you for a half hour at least one, once a week. So again, I appreciate you listening to me. I appreciate you supporting me. I appreciate... People calling me their friend. And again, at 43 years old, I feel weird saying I don't understand what that actually means. I just don't. I don't know what a normal friendship is. I don't I I, I just I just don't know. I'm willing to learn. It's like I said on Tuesday. People in my group like, hey, you know what? I am your friend. And I did not know how to react to it. I didn't know. But this was a highly emotional week in that class. Finished up the adult years. 
had to go through the darkest time of my life, which was, which was when I was suicidal. Temporarily lost my daughter, almost lost her completely. If it wasn't for God basically making me, basically super gluing me, or as they say to some people in sports, put some crazy glue on your butt, sit, sit your butt on the bench. And that's what God did. I was all set to do it. But the day I was going to do it, I could not get up off the couch. And I was scared to go back to that. And now that I've gone now that I've gone to it, I don't believe I ever have to go back to that again. Cause now these last two weeks we start the process of burying all of that in the past for good. Finally. So that's what I'm looking forward to for these next two weeks. Not going to be easy. But again, this has been, as God told me, this has been a complete teardown of everything that I thought I knew, thought I believed in, thought ever. It was a complete teardown. And I can't be more thankful for it. I am a completely different person than what I've been, what I was. If you've noticed, no real sciencey stuff on the show today. This is just straight from the heart. It'll come back. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm a geek. I love science. I love math. I love those sort of things. And that's what I'm going to bring when I have thoughts about it. That's who I am. That's who I was supposed to be. Could that have meant a different path? Sure. Here's the other thing about all of this. The biggest thing ever, and I've talked about this before. I've talked a lot about dreams. The biggest and most profound dream that I've had was one night I had a dream and there was a voice, and it was at a time where I was wondering, you know, why God have you did you not do this for me? Why wasn't I this? Why wasn't I that? In this dream, it was a voice, and it showed me, okay, this is what your life would have been like if you would have got this. At the end of the dream, the voice reveals itself to be God. The ones that stand out to me was I always wanted to be a football player. The one dream, I became a great football player. I was getting college offers in high school. And then I get hit and have a massive concussion and never play again. Not exactly the Disney happy ending. I love writing. I wanted to be a sports writer for a while. Another vision part of that dream. I did good. Went to college. Got a job at Sports Illustrated. Hey, sounded good, God. This dream sounds awesome. And then I was so busy covering events, writing, doing that sort of thing. 
that I never had time to meet anyone and have a family and ended up alone. Yikes. Not exactly a great ending. Coming from someone like me that's always wanted to have a family. And that's just the way it was. Every time, it did not end well. But here is the big one. And I never talk about this one. And I don't know why. But then it just came crashing down. And notice there's a correlation between a number. The last one was, and it was something that I always answered. My first job at, at, at KJOK Radio in Davenport. The only reason why it left there is because they changed the format of the station. It was no longer sports. It went to news and they didn't need anyone. And I always wondered what would have happened if they did not change that station. Well, in the dream, I found out that I stayed there, stayed in my hometown, continued to believe what I believed in. And I had two failed marriages. And again, this is when I was in Davenport. So this is before I moved to Oskaloosa and met my first wife. But I was, I didn't have the forethought or the thinking to look at that like, wow, that's really, that's the one I blocked out. You would have thought I'd blocked out the one where I have a concussion and never play football or anything again. But no, that was the one that I blocked out. But now it makes sense. Because part of part of me never wanted to end up like other members of my family that got divorced. So, of course, it makes sense. I block out the one where I have two failed marriages. So here I am now in 2022 looking back on that. When I had that dream, I was just dating who later became my second wife. We were two years away from being married. Catch the number two. I was with my second wife two years away from marrying her. In the dream, two failed marriages. And when I looked back on my relationships, two of the five turned out to be halfway decent relationships when I didn't look for someone. Maybe this is the classic Scott Daly overthinking But let me know what you think. That's a lot of twos. All in the same thought. So let me know what you think. Facebook me. Uh, and that sort of thing. We'll do all of that at the end of the show. A couple other things I want to get to. So again, I'm finishing up Proverbs. The Book of Wisdom. And man, it is awesome. I cannot wait to take a deep dive into this book and then go into Job and Ecclesiastes because those are the three books of wisdom. That is my thing. I want to be wise. I want to gain wisdom. 
I'm still going to acquire knowledge, but I want wisdom. Because again, knowledge is what you learn. Wisdom is applying what you learn to help other people. Also, I didn't say this, but um, I got a special announcement at the end of this show too. But here are some things that stood out to me in Proverbs. I'm not done with yet. I only have two chapters, but here's some good stuff. But again, this is the big one, especially for this week. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. That's strong. Very strong. Here's some other ones, though. Proverbs 29.11 Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. That's what I'm going to look into a little bit deeper because that word vent, I want to know kind of the context and what that means. Because you can be angry and vent to someone to say that you're angry. Because if I read it that way, that's saying it's better to hold that in than to get it out. But yet what I've been taught is you need to release that. So I want to see, I want to look into the text, look into the theories and the thoughts on that. That may be a whole episode. I'm not going to lie. That is a very strong one. And that very well could be its own episode. So more on that one. Proverbs 25, 24. It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic Uh, let's see here. I can't read my own writing. Oh, it is better to live in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. Basically saying it's better to be alone with nothing than to have everything and have conflict. And this is the last one. This is another one that's probably going to be its own episode because I have read some stuff on this and how some people use this um, and interpret it. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Physical punishment cleanses away evil. Such discipline purifies the heart. That's another strong one. Very strong. But again, I'm going to get into more of that. I love this book. I really do. You're like, well, gee, Scott, you just admitted for like over a week or so you haven't been reading it. Yeah, I know. And then I got back into it today and read like eight or nine chapters today before church started. And it's just like, man, I was missing out on all of this. This is going to be a great study. And I hope, Pastor Dave, if you're listening... When you said, you know, at some point I may be leading a Bible study. If you're listening, I think Proverbs would be a good one. Just a thought, though. But I will do whatever you want me to do. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Again, I appreciate everyone for listening. Here is my special announcement. Next week's show is going to be a special one going to have my first guest on Baby Steps. And it's going to be none other than 
the very beautiful, very talented Alexis Lee Daly. Yes, I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my daughter on with me. We're gonna talk to her and see what she knows about God and her thoughts about things. And just kind of an introduction to her, because some of you may not know who she is. So it's gonna be fun. So that'll come out next Sunday. So again, thank you everyone for listening. You can get the podcast many different ways. Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I believe it's on Apple Podcasts as well. You can get it on Audible, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio app. So yeah, a lot of places to listen to it. Again, you can reach me via Facebook. My name is Scott Daly, S-C-O-T-T-D-A-I-L-E-Y. I live in Knoxville, Iowa. You can also reach me by email at scottdaily7, the number 7, at gmail.com. Also, if you go to the anchor.fm app or website to listen to the show, there is an option to leave comments about an episode. If you listen to it there and leave a comment, I will get to see it and I'll read it on the show. So again, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you tune in next week. It should be a good one with me and Alexis. Alexis has the gift of gab too, so it's going to be a fun one. Thank you everyone. I'll talk to you then.